We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fellas, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 101-98 win over the Portland Trailblazers. Ladies and gentlemen, my curse has been lifted. Lifted, I say. Holy Santa Claus shit. Now I can go back to just being lactose intolerant. We are back, baby. It feels great to discuss a win. It's been a long time. It's been a long road, but we're back. And I'm grateful for you all for joining me in this live stream or listening afterwards. Boy, let's go over the starting lineup. We had SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy back from his illness, J-Dub, and Poku. Uh, really fun lineup. It's one that I think we're going to see a lot next year. Uh, might plug in a rookie uh, and plug in a Chet Holmgren, you might add. Some big takeaways before we go into this step-by-step game summary, which, what a blast of a game, folks. Wow. Uh, big takeaways, SGA plus shooters, that's a damn good formula. And this team is good with that formula. Josh Giddy's confidence, another takeaway. His confidence is rising. He came back from from illness and looked better than he did before the illness. Uh, From a confidence standpoint, uh, just was really effective all night. Next takeaway, and my final takeaway before we head into this summary, Lou Dort's defense. If you watch the game, you know what I mean. If not, we will talk about it shortly. So heading into this game summary, in quarter one, uh, SGA and Josh Giddy are playing their little two-man game we've been seeing more often as of late, right out of the gate. But the defense is a step slow, uh, not timely on any of their rotations really early on, and Portland starts bombing away from three. Uh, of course, you get your obligatory Shaden Sharp, incredible alley-oop. Had to throw that in there as a note. Uh, really happy for him and that, he, that he's succeeding in this role uh, with Portland. Uh, we see some finesse Lou Dort plays out of nowhere in the first quarter, this baseline Euro step that goes off glass to finish that play. Uh, but in general, at, at the beginning, Portland was running all over 
OKC and got up to a pretty sizable lead early on. But that's when we start to see SGA plus shooters. We see Mike Muscala and Isaiah Joe subbed in pretty early on. And then shortly after that, Josh Giddy gets subbed out for Lindy Waters. So you have SGA, uh, I think either J-Dub or Dort, and then Lindy Muscala, Isaiah Joe. And with that, SGA can have the most amount of sp- spacing as possible at a given time. He starts to slow the game down to play the, at the pace he wants. Thunder end the quarter, slowly crawling back. It's 32-22 to end the first. Quarter two, Josh Giddy starts standing out, really playing well, uh, controlling the pace of, of the game like we're used to. To seeing from him in the past. OKC's defense starts to tighten up as Mark Dagnall makes, makes adjustments after timeouts and the end of quarters. The second quarter ends 54 to 49 in Portland's favor. So crawling back even more after that 10 point uh, first quarter deficit. Quarter three, we see a lot of the Jada versus Jeremy Grant matchup, which I love to see. We always talk about Jada covering fours, and that's like how, how it's a viable option for him. We saw that a ton tonight. It was a close game throughout after the after the third quarter, I would say. And J Dub starts to come alive and do a lot of a lot of J Dub's work, his best work, I feel like is done later as the game gets gets going. Then we have one of the most fun runs I've seen throughout the season, especially if you're talking about a game that I've covered by myself. We see an Isaiah Joe three, just a walk up three from the top of the key, bangs it. It was his first shot of the night. We see a Poku put back which was a blast especially because his shot hasn't really been falling as of late then we see another isaiah joe three then we see a lindy waters three it's just looking good the thunder just look like a good basketball team and they are comfortably keeping up with portland at this point and it starts to me starts to feel like the thunder are just going to win this game they're just better than portland tonight and that's exactly what happened giddy started picking them apart after all these threes started falling he had more space to operate Picked them apart uh, as as guys cut behind their their bigs. Dame did struggle uh, some tonight with his shot, uh, especially his three ball, but started creating shots for others, made this a close game again. Jeremy Grant and the Blazers kept running the same play over and over again in the fourth. They ran it like three straight times where Jeremy Grant got an inside position on J-Dub or whoever was guarding him in the paint and just caught a over-the-top over pass from whoever was at the top of the key, and it worked like all three times. Uh, eventually that got figured out. Kenrich Williams kind of reeled the team in, in the fourth quarter. Um, just playing that Nick Collison role. We all know he can play. Um, and then our player, of the game, Lou Dort steps up, locks down and we're back. Had a mic unplug. We are good to go. Anyway, uh, Lou Dort playing defense on Dame later in the game. He was a game changer. Dame, as we know, incredible clutch player, Lourdes just kind of stopped that from happening. It was all over him. And with the other offensive help the Thunder got tonight, Ludor was able to play that role to a T, the role that we all want him to play as this team matures and did a hell of a job. Uh, SGA now down to the final few minutes of the game. SGA rips the ball from Jeremy Grant, who had started to kill them uh, off that play I mentioned a second ago, rips the ball from him. This is to Josh who makes a awesome layup. And we see one of the best J-Dub dunks of the year shortly after that. Giddy starts showing off his rebounding skills in the clutch, getting one clutch rebound after another. Then we see maybe the Dort defensive possession of the season, locking up Damian Lillard on the final shot attempt of the game. That ends it. The Thunder move to 13-8. and 
18. They've won two in a row. I will say 13 and 18 feels a hell of a lot better than 11 and 18 after they lost several games in a row. Um, things are just things are looking good for OKC. They have some winnable games ahead that we will talk about after I go through some analysis. But in general, man, this team just looks good. Um, really, really good. And we want to talk about how the Thunder compare to some other teams. Before I get into this analysis, our boy Nick Crane uh, tweeted earlier, net rating can tell you a lot about a team, often more than even a record can. So looking at the Thunder's net rating, which is a minus 1.6 right now, that compares to teams like the Miami Heat, who are a negative 1.3, the Atlanta Hawks, a negative 1.4. The degree of separation from the Thunder in that metric, uh, look at the... Pistons, for example, minus 6.8. Look at the Wizards, for example, minus 2.9. That's uh, really, really good. Oh, Nick, Nick, thank you so much for correcting me on their record. They are 14 and 18. I checked the app too early. Oh, 14 and 18 feels really good, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on to some, some analysis over this game. SGA controlled the game nearly from start to finish. We know he is becoming a superstar before our very eyes, but... Tonight, it's like every time Portland would go on one of their runs, and which they went on several 11-point, 9-point runs really quickly because of all the shooters they have. And let me just say, Portland looked like such a better basketball team this year than they did last. Uh, they are just filled with wings that can do a lot of different things and particularly shoot. So they just they look way better. Uh, Dame is looking like himself again, even if he didn't shoot that well tonight. Uh, good for them. But SGA, every time the Portland would go on a run, like I said, he would slow the game down, work in the middle of the lane like we know he can, draw fouls, and the free throw discrepancy tonight was a big reason why the Thunder were able to win this game. I will say, I think it is fair, the free throw discrepancy. Portland had nine free throw attempts, hit six of them. Thunder had 25. And obviously there might be some... Some issues there, people may, may find issues with the ref's calls and say, oh, Portland should have had way more calls on that. But the Thunder legitimately played and have been playing really disciplined defense. That's what, That was their signature coming into this season. We know from last year, like the one good thing you could say about this team is, oh, they're really good. They're really good and disciplined at defense. They're going to be like the 13th to 16th best defensive team in the NBA. And you can count on that. They looked like that tonight. They played really good team defense, really disciplined defense. Yeah, they still struggle with size like Yusuf Nurkic and uh, I think Watford off of their bench, Eubanks off their bench. Uh, but they work around those issues as well as they can, and they did a hell of a job. So I, I contribute some of the, that free throw discrepancy to that, just to playing more disciplined basketball than Portland did. Uh, moving on a bit to Josh Giddy. Uh, let me let me go through uh, SGA's line before I totally move on. Uh, SGA finished with 27 points, six rebounds, three assists, eight of 19 from the field, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, 0 of three on three pointers. Uh, also picked up two steals and a block. So great game from him. Josh Giddy looked really good. His line for the night: 13, six and six, three turnovers. But I'm not worried about that. He uh, looked awesome. To be frank, uh, he played a really patient game. It looks like he knew what Portland was going to do on a given defensive possession for pretty much the whole night. Um, he was playing, and Mark mentioned this before the game started, that he and Bays, which Bays, another DMP, uh, I saw uh, Carrie in our chat 
ask my thoughts on another Bay's DMP. So at, at first I was thinking, okay, yeah, Bay's has been really sick. Uh, I know that they like lost, they were so sick they like lost several pounds and have generally not been good. Josh did play tonight quite a bit. Uh, Bay's another DMP, probably because one he was sick and two he's just kind of falling out of favor in OKC. That's is my opinion at least. Um, but man, uh, Josh is showing. Every, although he cannot shoot very well at this point in his career, he is showing in games like tonight that he can do so much more to affect the game. There are not a lot of players that I have watched uh, being a Thunder fan for so long where I'd look at their rebounding and think, wow, that is like a special skill that this player has. Rebounding, you just kind of think as a stat, you just kind of gather. It's a stat that you can get just from being a disciplined player and like being bigger than everyone else. But Josh has a way of getting to rebounds because he's so big and smart uh, that it he really impacts the game in that way. And you saw it a ton in the clutch tonight. Um, his passing was awesome from the top of the key. Uh, his finishing looked better to me. He's getting more and more comfortable just backing guys down and spinning one way or another to get to the rim. Uh, he hit a, and this, this is, this was a great sign to me. He hit a, he hit a baseline turnaround jumper uh, over one of Portland's defenders. And we have not seen, he, we saw him take some step back jumpers from like the nail area. Some last season, haven't seen that much this year, but I was really happy to see him kind of diversify his shot profile uh, more than what we've seen so far. And I think that comes along with this increased confidence we're talking about. On to J-Dub. Uh, another another good game from him. Uh, 15 points, four rebounds, one assist for J-Dub, most of which came in the third and fourth quarter of this game. He is uh, just another steady hand on this Thunder roster, and a big reason why the Thunder can be so respectable, I'll say, night to night, even if they're not always, like, great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. If if something's not working, if SGA is on the bench and, and things are not working out for the Thunder on offense, you can just give him the ball and Josh Giddy, of course and let them go to work, and they will generally find good opportunities, if not for themselves, for others. And we saw him kick the ball out a ton to shooters, um, draw fouls, get really good looks at the rim, because he was bigger than Portland, although they have a lot of wings, a lot of them outside of like Jeremy Grant and I guess Josh Hart are not as long as J-Dub, so he was able to kind of use his size and, and dominate with his size more than you would normally think. Um, he has this push shot J-Dub that we all have seen before that is like a really unique and valuable tool for a player like him, especially er- early in his career when he's struggling to shoot threes. Uh, we all know what I'm talking about. He drives into the into the lane, um, shifts either left or right, and pushes the ball across his body into the basket. It looks really easy for him. Um, hey, hey, Kamiar in the chat. Love you too. Uh, and I think that... Shot from J-Dub is something he can take with him moving forward. We just need his three, his threes to start falling. And I'm not necessarily worried about that. He was one of three tonight. Uh, we saw what he did at Santa Clara from the three-point line. Looked much better. And I think his shot will come as his career goes along. Um, speaking of someone that I am more pessimistic of uh, regarding the three-point shot, uh, Alexei Pokushevsky. His shot is looking uh, a bit broken right now, I'll say. Uh, finished 0 of 2. And... His misses are uh, a Poku type of miss right now. They're all really ugly. His shot does look like it's in a uh, transformative period of his career. And he just needs to get in the lab with Chip. And you know what? He's still playing fine without the shot right now. Yeah, He only finished with six points, three, three rebounds, two assists. And yeah, he struggled uh, because they're making him play center. Uh, that's kind of the position that fits him best right now Uh, but Nurkic is like two pokus smashed together um with duck and surrounded with duct tape like he had a really hard time with Nurkic who is a massive human being one of the bigger centers in the league so I'm not going to totally like knock him for his performance tonight Uh, I'm just happy to see Poku getting some plays off uh by cutting uh and by following his teammates misses which is how he got that uh really nice put back tonight in the third quarter I believe uh, moving on to another player that keeps uh, popping off for OKC game to game is Isaiah Joe. Let's check in on Isaiah Joe's three point percentage for the season. Does anybody want to guess? Holy shit, it's 46%. He's shooting 46% from three. Uh, tonight he finished, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. two of four. So 50%. That. He's not shooting a ton. I, I would actually like Isaiah Joe to shoot a little more than that, considering he's uh, been so efficient thus far. But that man is coming in and doing his job. Uh, he His defense is not, like, great. He's just a really thin guy. He's like if Anthony Morrow had the hips of a normal human and not hips that uh, just made him stand completely still. Uh, I love him. I love him. I just unplugged my uh, headphones once again. 
and we're back. Good God. Uh, Isaiah Joe is awesome. Uh, he has been getting minutes more over Trey Mann, who was actually hanging out in the G League for the time being. And he's deserving it. Like he comes in and plays he, he, the, the SGA plus shooters takeaway we had at the beginning of this podcast. He is shooters. He is one of the only reliable three-point shooters on the team right now outside of, uh, boy, Mike Muscala, you might say. Mike Muscala. I, there's not much else. So I think that's why he's getting a lot of minutes. And he makes people like Shay, Josh, J-Dub, makes their lives a little bit easier when he's out there. And the Thunder will try and stack players like him onto this roster uh, as their rebuild continues. Let's move on to... The man of the hour, Lou Dort, our player of the game. Uh, tonight originally was going to be player of the game. Did not, I didn't know who it was going to be until the end of the game. Uh, I kind of because so many players played well tonight uh, in this win against Portland, but Lou Dort's defense um, against Dame was just sensational. Um, <laughs> Yanni in the chat says Portland fans calling Shea a free throw merchant. We really made it. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you're actually you're absolutely right. And I don't care if he's a free throw merchant because, damn it, we won the game. Um, with Ludor able to take less shots like he did tonight, he took 11 shots, um, finished, hit five of them, so it was more of an efficient night from him. Two of six from three, eh. And that's just kind of what you're going to get from Ludor night to night. Uh, but his usage rate felt lower tonight. And with that, I felt like he was able to put way more effort into defense and locking down Damian Lillard, who was like always looking over his shoulder for Ludor. Uh, just hounded him, did a really, really good job. Uh, Yanni says he's our free throw merchant. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, now, this is why Lou Dort is such a valuable player. Uh, yeah, he can do some stuff off the dribble. He is like, we always had the defensive specialist on the Thunder rosters. We had our Tabo Cephalosias. We had our Andre Robertsons. We remember that. Lou Dort is special to us because he can do more on offense than those guys could. But sometimes we have to remember, oh, Lou Dort is also one of those guys and can play really, really good lockdown defense on a given perimeter player uh, on any night. And uh, just props to Lou Dort, getting to play his role. Uh, this is the role I expect him to play uh, much more. We expect that usage rate to go down as better players keep getting added to this team, like Chet, maybe another draft pick. He's going to take less shots. And he's just He's going to lock in and just play Really, really solid defense. And that is all we need, to be honest, from Lou Dort. Uh, moving on to the last couple players before we pop out of here tonight. Uh, Kenrich Williams, shout out to him. Uh, finished with nine points, seven rebounds, two assists, four of seven from the field. He's looking like the Kenrich Williams we have known for the last two seasons. Uh, this season up to this point, uh, and really pre-injury for Kenrich, He's looked not like himself, just didn't look comfortable on offense at all, whereas normally we see him as a guy that will dribble into the middle of the paint, um, take really smart mid-range shots that are efficient for guys like him. And he's doing that again. He did it tonight. Uh, he is able to do stuff off the dribble more than you would think. Uh, he's able to take to cut in really smart ways and catch passes from guys like Josh Giddy. Um, he was a, a big beneficiary of Josh tonight, I would say. Uh, and generally played really good defense, made really smart plays, and was a big reason why the Thunder were able to stay afloat in the fourth whenever Portland kept going on their little mini runs. So really glad to have a guy like Henrich on the team. 
whenever things are looking a little undisciplined for a team that is still one of the youngest teams in the NBA, you have a guy like Kenny Hustle who can come in and kind of steer the ship in the right direction when it's going off course. Uh, last guy I think I want to talk about. Uh, shout out to Mike Muscala. Hit a couple threes. Um, shout out to Lindy. We got a Lindy Waters ex- uh, little cameo, I would say. Um, we know our boy Trey Mann is hanging out in the G League. Uh, if anyone did not see what his performance was, uh, through three quarters in the G League, he scored 35 points. Uh, so we we talked about him not having confidence in the NBA kind of needing some time away to get some shots up against weaker competition, find his rhythm again, find that confidence we know he has again. And in his first game with the blue, 35 points on really, really efficient shooting. So good for Trey. Uh, I don't know how long they intend to have him there. I'm sure that information is out there somewhere. Uh, But good for him. Hope he gets back to uh, the guy we know he can be, uh, at least the the guy we saw uh, in points last year. I remember going, I was at that Celtics game uh, where he went off for like 30 points. And that was awesome to see. I think that player is in there somewhere, even if he doesn't end up finding it with the Thunder. Uh, like I said, Lou Dort is the th- is the uncontested player of the game tonight for walking up Dame. Uh, go look up the clip of his defense at the end of the game if you didn't get to catch this game. It is uh, just a joy to watch. Uh, looking ahead uh, to the Thunder's next few games. Uh, so the Thunder right now, 14 and 18. They have two more games left in their, I believe it was a five-game homestand. Uh, This Friday, they'll play the Pelicans again, so really curious to see how that one will go. Shea had a really hard time the last time the Thunder played the Pelicans. After that, so let's just go through, play a little exercise here with me. The Thunder are now 14 and 18. Let's say they lose that game against the Pelicans. They are now 14 and 19. Their next two games, fortunately, are against two teams that I think are considerably worse than OKC. Those are the San Antonio Spurs, which will be their last game of the homestand, and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, So really curious to see. They could get closer to 500. They could go one and two uh, from the next three and be just one step closer to being around a 500-ish team. I think that's how the Thunder are going to end up getting back on track. Um Let's start closing this one out. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining me uh, as I celebrate the end of my curse. Feels like I'm at a buffet tonight talking about all the good things. It just feels good to cover a win every once in a while. You know what I mean? Not so sad. Not so grim. Not picking apart straws, trying to find good things to talk about. Things are just good. The vibes are incredible. The Thunder are fun. And uh, what, what a good season for OKC. What a good season. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in to the live stream, listening afterwards. We will see you all Friday after the Pelicans game. Until then, thunder up and adios.